Fascinating Gemara, Daf Yud Beis Amud Aleph, Daf 12a in Psachim. It's rock and roll. We are in the middle of a topic, in the middle of a discussion about how far off do people make mistakes when calculating their hours of the day. The reason why we started this conversation is because we want to know when the Torah says that at the end of the sixth hour, are making us go a little earlier. We had Machlekes in the Mishnah, the fifth hour, the fourth hour. And we explained at the beginning of the Gemara that the whole Machlekes is based off of the mistakes in hours that people make. That's to put it, uh, to put a lot of information in just a couple sentences. Okay. Continuing on this topic, we are up to Rav Huna Bere de Yehuda, the first line. Rav Huna, the son of Rav Yehuda, went. And he said in front of Rav, this whole uh, this whole idea of people being off by you know either by fifty nine minutes, an hour and one minute, up to two hours if it's a little bit before Chatzais, and then an hour and one minute later is going to be clearly the afternoon. Then people don't make that mistake, but people could make a mistake up to two hours or even two hours and 59 minutes in the morning. Okay, going back to yesterday's dap. So he told this all over in front of Rav. Rav Huna said over to Rav. Omar. So Rav tells Rav Huna, the son of Rav Yehuda, he tells him, Azai, Uma evu daikinon bahadi sadi. If you have Aiden, and one aid gives testimony that somebody murdered, Yanko murdered, in the beginning of the third hour. And when he says the third hour, he means the beginning of the third hour. And the guy who said the fifth hour means the end of the fifth hour. And we'll say, oh, and therefore these two witnesses are contradicting each other. One said the third hour, beginning of the third hour. The one who said the fifth hour, we're going to assume it's the end of the fifth hour, so they're two hours and 59 minutes off. And therefore you're not going to kill the guy. I don't understand something. Do we ever find chumras uh, when it comes to uh, killing somebody again. What 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 are these Edom doing to Yankul? They're testifying about Yankul that he killed. You got to do whatever you can to wiggle Yankul out of a death penalty, not to wiggle Yankul into a death penalty. For those just joining us, we're up to Ella Omar Rava on Daf Yud Beis Omar Aleph, about seven eight lines down on the page. Ella Omar Rava, okay. Ella Omar Rava. So Rava says. According to the mayor, a person could make a mistake up to an hour and 59 minutes in calculating the time. And according to the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda, he says a shaykh for people, you even have to allow people to make a mistake up to two hours and 59 minutes. Meaning, according to the mayor, a person could make in calculations of the day an hour and 59 minutes off. And therefore, when you have somebody who killed, who uh, Yankulu killed, either the beginning of, uh, you know, the beginning of the second hour, end of the third hour, 
And, uh, you know, once a second, once a third at max, we're dealing with an hour and 59 minutes off, because even if one aide, the one who said the second hour meant, meant the, uh, one minute into the second hour, and the one who said the third hour meant three minutes and 59 minutes, you know, he meant the, uh, out, the end. That's how we're going to interpret the scenario of Yanko killing. We'll say, that the one who said third hour is the beginning of the third hour, the one who said the fifth hour meant the end of the fifth hour. And at max, they're two hours and 59 minutes off. If you're Rabbi Yehuda, that's okay. All right, period. That's the end of yesterday's conversation for now. We're going to get back to this. But what the Gemara is now going to touch on is a fascinating, beautiful, beautiful, well, uh, I don't even want to call it a tangent. It's not a tangent. We're going to bring this back around. But a, a beautiful sugya discussing the halachas of edus, of witnesses, particularly when it comes to capital punishments. All right? Now listen to this. We're aware that a Bezdin does not try to bring a capital punishment on somebody. Just the opposite. A Bezdin has to do whatever they can to find ways to get the guy out of a death penalty. There's in the Gemara. How often, you know, you can even, uh, it's, it's appropriate to even ever come out with a death penalty. You know, how do you know if you're dealing with a Hummer Dick of Bezdin? Whether it's seven years, 70 years, ever, did they ever put somebody to death? But what, what questions did they actually ask as they cross-examined? So we're now going to learn, this is the word that we're up to, we're up to the word tanan, about seven lines before it gets wide on the page. We're now going to learn there are certain questions that a Bezdin is obligated to cross-examine the witnesses with. And then there are other questions that it is smart if they cross-examine the witnesses, but they have no chiv to. Okay? Now, why? Why are there some questions that you're mechoyiv to cross-examine them with, and some questions that it's not an obligation to ask, but it's smart to ask? So we're... I'm, what I'm doing right now is telling you what the Gemara is going to say outside, and it'll go faster when we read it. The Gemara is going to say as follows. There is a sugya slash halacha called Edim Zaymimen. Okay? The joke they say in our day and age is that when the, Israelis, when the Israeli courts just opened, after they came out of lockdown, so they allowed witnesses to testify on Zoom, they all became Edim Zumimen. All right, fine. But what's, uh, what's an aid zaymim? What is that? An aid zaymim is somebody who testifies, and after the person testified, other witnesses come, and they say, Imanu hayisem, you were with us on this day, in this place, at this time. And if... if uh, Tendler testifies that Yankul killed on this day, at this place, in this time, in St. Louis, and another group of Adam come and say, no, Tendler, it's not possible. You were with us on this day, at this time, in Detroit, at that exact moment, 
I now become an Eitzayimim. And the halacha is, you do to me what I wanted to do to the litigant. Okay. But here's the main idea here. Ready? Here's the Yisait. In order for any testimony to be valid, a Bezdin will only accept it. Let's articulate this. A Bezdin will only accept the witness if the testimony is given in a way that it's possible to turn this witness into an Eidzomim. Meaning, if the witness does not say the time, date, place, etc., etc., that it happened, and they just testified, oh, I know all these exact details, Bezdin will not accept that. You know why? Because just in case another aid, another group comes, they can never make me into zone. They're going to show up. They're going to show up and say, hey, Tendler was with us on this date at this place at this time. And I'm going to say, no, I wasn't. If Bezdin never heard me originally say where I was, I can always wiggle out of the Zaymin. Because in order for me as a witness to ever become an aid Zaymin, they have to contradict my words. So by definition, every witness who shows up must include this information in their initial testimony, making themselves vulnerable to becoming an aid Zaymin. And then and only then do we accept the testimony. Clear? Yeah? Anybody have a question on that? Because this is what we're going to have to know. No? Clear? Good? Clear as mud, clear as water. All right, good. Here we go. Zot Gemara Tanam, we learned in the mission. There were seven questions that a Bezdin was obligated to ask the witness. The Ezer Shavua. Be'ezer Shavua means like this. Rashi explains, we're familiar with the 50-year Yovel cycle. Every 50-year cycle, there are seven Shemitahs. Seven cycles of Shemitah. So the first question they're going to ask the aid is, which Shemitah cycle did the killing happen in? Was it within the first seven years of a Yovel Year 8 to 14 of a Yovel, year 15 to 21 of a Yovel. Which Shemitah cycle within a Yovel did it happen? That's question number one. They also asked the Ezeshana. Not only what cycle, but what year of the Shemitah was it? Okay. So it was in the second cycle of Yovel. Which year of Shemitah was it? If it was year, from year 15 to 21, so year 15 is year one of the second Shemitah, of the third Shemitah cycle, so on and so forth. What month? Nisan, Nier, Sivan, Thomas, when did it happen? What day of that month? What day of the week was it? This is huge. What hour, what time of day did it happen? The, no, the aid needs to know the exact hour. And where was it? Keep in mind, what are these questions doing for, for the court? It's forcing this guy to be vulnerable in case another group comes and turns him into an aid zomim. There's no backing out. You told us the exact time, exact day, exact place. You told us everything. So you can now be an aid Zayman. And then they asked other questions. All right. Vitanan, and we learned in the Mishnah. 
What's the difference between these hakiras, these examinations, and the bedikas and the checkings? Now, now, just to explain, hakira are these obligatory seven questions of date, place, time. And bedikas is the standard cross-examination. Where were you? What was it? What was he wearing? Uh, what, what color eyes did he have? Okay? Regular stuff. So Gemara says, what's the difference in halacha between the obligatory questions and then the remaining smart questions? Chakirais, the chakira questions of date, place, time, the seven questions. Omar echad meham If a guy answers to any one of these seven questions, I don't know. What day was it? Tuesday. What day of the month? Yud Zayin Cheshvan. What time? Eh, I'm not sure. Between 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. A do some betela. See you later, buddy. No such thing. Your edus is bottom. Bidikais. But by other questions that the Besden asks, if they say, do you remember what color clothing he was wearing? No. What color eyes did he have? Not sure. Did he have a beard? Maybe small one. Not so sure. You can still accept their testimony. Okay? So the seven questions are obligatory to answer. Otherwise, we'll throw you out of Besden. You're not a witness. The other questions is, we're trying to get information, but you're a valid witness. And we explained the Mishnah like this. My shna, what's talk of the difference? As we're going to, as we explain, hakiras my shna bedikas. What's the difference in the hakira bedika? Varmina, and we explain hakira iser omar elchemayim any a day do some betela. Why? Why don't we? Why do we throw you out of bezdin and we say get out of here? The havile edoshi yachalazima because it's a testimony that you can't turn the guy into neidzaimim. What time of day was it? Eh, between eleven and three. One second. If I say between eleven and three, Yanko killed in St. Louis. And Adam come, oh, by the way, Tendler, 2 o'clock, you were with us in Detroit. I can always say, all right, I took a two-hour flight. Hitaka killed at 11, I took a two-hour flight, I was in Detroit, blah, 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 I'm fine. So he said, in order for your testimony to even stand, you needed to be a witness, she had the but Padika, I see other questions. Okay, the guy said, well, well, what color suit was he wearing? Yeah, I don't remember, maybe green or yellow. That doesn't change. You can still be turned to Nate Zaymin. The guy could still say, Tell you're with us in Detroit at 2 p.m. at that time in that place. Just because I said he had a green suit doesn't make me not an Nate Zaymin. Let's bring this sugya of somebody testifying about a murder full circle to our Gemara of Psachim. The Hai. And if we say, that when it comes to a uh, when it comes to a mistake by an hour, yeah, I don't understand. According to what we said in our Mishnah, a person could be an hour and fifty nine minutes off. A person could be two hours and fifty nine minutes off. So if the edus come, according to our Mishnah in Psachim, that people make a, t- a mistake with time. So the, the, the second group of Edom will come. They'll say, Tendler, you are with us in Detroit. What am I going to say? Nah, nah, I got there later. Bezman says, oh, you said 11 o'clock. What can I say now? You know what I could say? According to our mission, I'm there's even a sheet that I could say, yeah, people make a mistake, two hours and 59 minutes. 
I thought it was 11. I didn't really mean it. And if our Mishnah, here's the whole chat, if our Mishnah is taka correct, our Mishnah M'sachim, is taka correct, that you need to be so machmir, and make people stop eating chametz so worthy, because people can make a mistake, I'm so far off. So then even by the, the, the person testifying about the murder, he also can't be made into an aid zomain. Because even if a second group comes and says, oh, two hours later, he was with us, I still won't be an aid zomain, because I look a lot liar, he made a mistake by the hour. I'm, not, I'm still not a liar. The Gemara says, yeah, says the Gemara that the ones who are testifying that I am an aid zaymim, they need to say an hour that is far off enough from my original claim. The Gemara is basically answering in a chanan. If I say 11 and they say one, I'm not going to be an aid zaymim. Now, let's explain. Le Rabbi Meir, according to Rabbi Meir, who says he could be up to an hour and 59 minutes off, so you could uh, you can uh, be off by a few hours over here. Okay? Because when uh, I said a guy uh, killed at, at 11 o'clock, I'm allowed to be off by two hours. So that gives me, if I say 11, that gives me until one. And when the Edom come, Herzegain, and they say, you are with us at 1 o'clock, they may also be off, and it might actually be 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Maybe, they, maybe I was two hours too early, and they were two hours too early, and now I have a four-hour time span that like you know, I could cover myself with. Now, I could say, not only did I make a mistake, I thought it was 11, maybe it was what? Maybe it was one. And that, that they're saying one, that's three. They could be two hours off too. And we should give them time even earlier. But between day and night, people don't make such a drastic mistake. People, meaning during day, daylight hours and during nighttime hours, people can talk and make mistakes. But if it's light outside or dark outside, that's not going to be, uh, you know, any sort of excuse that you are off by the time. Uh, was it 5 o'clock in the morning or 9 o'clock in the morning? I'm not sure. Uh, are you sure you're not sure? There's a big difference between 5 a.m. and 9 a.m. You could be even more off because he gave two hours and 59 minutes for each of them. That's going to give you uh, even a bigger time span because I could be two hours and 59 minutes early and they could be two hours and 59 minutes later. We should really give them more time because of the testimony. We'll say that even though he said it's the first hour, Maybe Yataka was the third hour, because according to him, people could be up to three hours off. They could be up to two hours and uh, fifty and fifty-nine minutes lo- uh, and two hours and fifty-nine minutes late. And um, and Mimela, according to Rabbi Yehuda, he'll say you're so far off. But again, he'll agree that night and day is not a discrepancy. So let's, uh, th- there's not going to be an excuse. So let's turn to Amud Beis. Even though Rabbi Yehuda will be consistent with the opinion of Rameh, that between night and day, a person is not going to make a mistake. And Mamela, if somebody says that the killing happened the third hour of the day, and somebody else says it took place in the first hour of the day, they're not going to be that far off. Not going to be that far off. 
It might be it might have happened later. It's not going to have happened first thing in the morning. And really, we should give him more time. The view is going to say like this. The same way you don't make a mistake between night and day, you also don't make a mistake about before noon and afternoon. Because you see the sun. Before noon, the sun's in the east. Afternoon, it's in the west. So let's say you have an exact, exactly perfect day by the hour. And you have 11 a.m. A claim by a witness that a murder happened. And really was one, the, the other Adam come and say, no, you were with us and, uh, at, uh, you know, um, at 11 a.m. You can't say, oh, I meant 1 p.m. 1 p.m. is afternoon. The, the sun would have been on the other side. Uh, people, especially when they didn't have clocks, right? you, have to, you have to hop this, that people didn't make that type of mistake. They knew what time it was. They knew what time it was by, uh, by looking at the sun. They say, uh, this is a good Rosh Hashanah joke. They say a joke about a guy who, he's, he, he refused to buy a watch. He's always asking everybody what the time is. Finally, one of his colleagues at work says to him, listen, excuse me. You always ask me what time it is. You got to get yourself a watch. It's annoying. I mean, how, how do you know what time it is in the middle of the night? guy says, well, the night is the easiest. I blow Schaefer. guy says, blow Schaefer? How does that tell you what time it is? He says, push it. I open my window. I blow Schaefer. All my neighbors stick their head out. What are you, nuts? It's 2.30 in the morning. All right. So there you go. Yeah, everybody else, you have other ways to figure out time without getting a watch. Back then, some people blow Schaefer. And uh, other people look at the sun to, to let them know what time it is. Okay, let's keep going until, and we're going to keep bringing this around full circle. Tonight we learned in our Mishnah, Rav Meir holds you can eat the entire fifth hour of a sorfim It's got to be burnt beginning of the sixth hour. Rav Yudaimer Eichlin Kol Arba, you can eat throughout the fourth hour of a Thailand Kol It's in limbo, kind of left hanging. The fifth hour of a sorfim you got to burn it beginning of the seventh of the sixth hour. Okay, so both Rav Meir and Rav Yudah agreed that it's earlier than the Zman of of uh, Midai Reis. According to Abayah's explanation of Rav Meir, who holds that a person does not make uh, real mistakes in, in the calculation of time. So, yeah. Why is Rav Meir making us uh, only eat till the fifth hour? And the fifth hour? You should be able to eat the sixth hour. You know, nobody's making a mistake. Even if you say he makes a mistake, alright, so we should be able to eat until the end of the sixth hour, just before. If you're up by a little bit, so stop a few minutes earlier. Why is the mayor saying that so you're, by a full hour? Why is he saying it's a full hour? So the Gemara says, And also we can ask Abai's explanation of Rabbi Yehuda. To Amar Adam who says that a person makes a mistake by... Uh, 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 up to a uh, uh, little more time. Nechol ad palgadashis. We should allow him to eat at least till till uh, the middle of the sixth hour. Even according to Lajan that says uh, who who says Rabbi Huda allows up to an hour and a little bit. Nechol ad chamesh. Why is he stopping at the end of the fourth? Hetzachain. If you're if you're an hour and a little bit off, so then take chatzais. 
which is the end of the sixth hour, add an hour and a minute for safeguard, and allow me to eat up until the last minute of the fifth hour. Because then I'll have one minute and one hour that I could possibly make a mistake. Wiser of Yehuda, in other words, the Gemara's kasha is, according to Rav Meir's opinion, you should still have the sixth hour. According to Rav Yehuda's opinion, you still have the fifth hour. Why in the world is Rav Yehuda saying you have the fourth hour and Rav Meir saying you have the fifth? It should be Rav Meir, Rav Yehuda says you have the fifth and Rav Meir says you have the sixth. Why are they moving it an extra hour beyond the the possibility of mistake that they say by the uh, Adam of uh, capital punishment? Answer the Gemara very simply. El Amr Avai, Eidos Mesura Lizrizen, Chometz Lecholmos. When you're coming to testify in a court, you better know your beans. You better know. You better know what you're talking about. Okay, and therefore, the guy showing up with information, he's gonna he's gonna be careful. But you know what? Even people who are careful. Can make mistakes. They could be off by a little bit. But chametz, which every single yid needs to be careful about, what they did was they went an hour beyond what they demand of uh, of testimony. Now we would have thought fakir. We would have thought otherwise. Okay. Well, you got to be more careful. Uh, be more lenient. You know, when it comes to uh, uh, testimony, especially capital punishment, let let the guy off the hook. But the svara that we're saying, according to Abai, is, listen, everybody in Kaiso is going to be eating on Erev Pesach. you got to add an hour. It's an hour extra of safeguard. So you're right, Rabbi Yehuda, according to his logic, should be the fifth hour. He's going to say it's the end of the fourth hour, not the end of the fifth. You're right, Rav Meir is going to be the end of the sixth. He's going to say it's the end of the fifth hour. Okay. According to Rabbi's explanation of Rav that a person could be an hour and 59 minutes off, we should not be allowed to eat even from the beginning of the fifth hour. He says you're allowed to eat till the end of the fifth. Why? Why is he saying that you should have an hour of safeguard to give him an hour and 59 minutes? Because in the fifth hour, it's still in the east. In the seventh hour, it's still in the west. And therefore, we're not concerned that a person, even of even though a chametz is lakol masur, even though everybody's involved in chametz, so far ahead, we're not, Rav is going to say, it's okay. It's okay. Everybody knows that Midaraisa, the sun has to be starting to head to the west to be obligated. So you got an hour. I mean, an hour and 59 minutes. You're right. Stama's like, we have to, but it's like night and day. Before noon and afternoon is like night and day. People are making that mistake. And therefore, I don't need that extra safeguard. According to Rav, that, when we said need an extra safeguard, that was a baye. Rav was arguing on that, okay? Keep in mind the names. So the Gemara says, if a person knows the difference between the sun being on the eastern side and the western side, so then uh, let me eat the whole sixth hour. Why make any sort of precautions? You say people know by looking at the sun. Because you could be off when you're, when you're hitting noon, so, you know, you could have a, the ball gets hit the center field. Sometimes it's a little left center, right center. It's called center. Not so clear. So you're not so sure if Mamish is that moment. And therefore, to protect people from getting confused, Revere says you're going to have to stop 
an hour early. And according to Rabbi's explanation of Rabbi Yehuda, the Omar who says, Adam who says you can make a mistake up to two hours and 59 minutes, we should not be permitted to eat chametz from Arba at all. Because according to him, you can make a mistake up to two hours and 59 minutes. Why is he saying you have till the end of the fourth hour now? He should say a full three hours. So you have the seventh hour, sixth hour, fifth hour, fourth hour. You got fourth, first minute of the fourth hour, make him stop. Over there, he says, yeah, a person can make a mistake. But when it comes to midday, people aren't going to be three hours off. So why is, he only, why is Rebut only allowing me to eat throughout the fourth hour? Let him eat throughout the fifth hour because you know it's still in the east. You, you see that clearly. Same svar. Same svar. That we got to take the extra precaution. Because we're dealing with the masses. Dealing with everybody. We're dealing with everybody. Sometimes you got to make the light plug. You got to take the extra precaution. Rav Amar. Rav says, No. No, that's not the reason for Rabbi Yehuda, who says you have the, the fourth hour, not the fifth hour. El Rabbi Yehuda is consistent with his own Svaradamar, Aim Bir El He says that the only way that a person is allowed to get rid of their Chametz is by burning it. And therefore, the Rabbanan tell us you got to stop an hour earlier because you got to go set up your bonfire to burn, to, to burn everything. Okay? So it's I'm not stopping earlier because I'm making Rebuta's concerned about a person making a mistake. The reason why I'm stopping earlier, you have one hour of mistake and one hour to prepare your bonfire. Asfe Ravina Larava. Ravina challenges Rav. He says, one second. Omar Rabbihuda. We have another statement of Rebuhuda. That Amosai, when do we say that you got to burn your chametz? That's Shalai Bishas Bi'urai. That is before the Zman beer. If, if you didn't destroy it when you should have, okay. So then it's got to be destroyed through burning. Meaning, it's after Chatzais Hayyim. On Erev Pesach. Or you find your Cheerios on Cholomai Pesach. That's where Rabbi Yehuda says you got to burn it. That's when he says the only way to do it. But if you do it at the proper time beforehand, say so you get rid of it however you want. Alright? Fakert. Just the opposite. I'm sorry. Rashi explains Fakert. I said it's the opposite logic. When it's not yet the Shas beer, then you got then we say be particular and burn it. Make sure you do it right. But if it's after the Zman beer. Do whatever you can to get it out of your domain. So if don't start collecting wood for a bonfire. Flush it down the toilet if you need. Get rid of it however you want. Fastest way. Elamarava, the Rav explains, he says, Gezerah mishum yoim hama'unam. He says, no, the reason why we're making everything go an hour earlier is because sometimes it's cloudy. And when it's cloudy, people kataka make a mistake. Uh, you know, uh, as it gets closer to midday and further away from midday, you don't have the sun to, you know, to eyeball. Says 
on the fourth hour of the day, you also shouldn't eat. Maybe it's already chatzai, some or a papa. No, that's exactly the point. At a certain time of day, you're fine. You know it's not chatzai yet. There's no concern that a person's uh, not that a person's going to make a mistake and um, and uh, skip over the proper zman. Period. Okay. We're now going to go on a little bit of a tangent of this halacha. We're going to leave the halacha of chametz for a little bit, and we're going to start another topic which is only related to the last answer that we gave. Okay? And that is, the last answer we gave, according to Rav Papa, is that the fourth hour of the day is, call it when people eat brunch. Right? Call it brunch. That's when people, uh, that's when people eat. And Mamela, they'll say, okay, this is my zman of eating. As soon as my zman of eating is over, I'll, uh, I'll stop eating. And from here on forth until until uh, the sixth hour, it's time it's time to burn. So now we're going to focus on on um, the proper time to eat meals. Okay. Now, why is this so important? We're up to Tanur Rabbanan. The rabbis learned in social week. We're a little bit um, three lines before it gets wide. And to preface this, I want to share a short vard from my father Zechariah of the Bracha. Um, when Maish Rabinu tells Klai Yisrael that we're going to receive the Mun in the Midbar, he tells us, that this evening you will know that I am Hashem. Hashem tells Maish, Hashem tells Maish, this evening you'll know that I am Hashem who took you out of Mitzrayim. What do you mean this evening you know I am Hashem took you out of Mitzrayim? We're already in the Midbar. What does that mean? So the Mepharshim explain, yes, we were physically out of Mitzrayim, but we weren't habitually out of Mitzrayim. We still had the habits of the Mitzrayim. The Mitzrayim used to walk around pecking like chickens, like many of us do nowadays as well. People don't sit down to meals. Yichapa snack, yichapa mincha, yichapa this, yichapa that, yichapa People just grab, we grab, we puck at things like chickens. That's how the Mitzrayim would eat, and that's what the Mitzrayim forced us to do when we were subjected to Mitzrayim. We weren't able to sit down and have meal times. When the month came, it came at a set time. This that this evening you'll know that I am Hashem to get means that your habits of Klal Yisrael, the Yiddish habits are going to change. You're not going to eat like an Egyptian anymore. You're going to eat like a Yid. There's going to be a set time that your food's going to come to your table. A set time that you're going to sit down and eat. Tundra of the rabbis learned so shall we. The first hour of the day is called Michael Ludim. Okay? Michael Ludim. Uh, three lines before it gets wide on the page. On Yud Beis, on the base. These people of Ludim, Rashi explains, would eat human flesh and they would just fresh away. So the first hour, they would wake up, oh, everything's about the food. Shnia Michaelistim. The second hour of the day is, the, is when the listim, is when bandits eat. Alright? Um... As soon as they wake up, they need to eat. They're waking up a little later because they're stealing at night, Rashi explains. Shlishis, Michael Yarshim. The third hour is when people who inherit a lot of money, they got rich through inheritance, 
that's when they eat. Okay? So what are they eating? They're eating because, listen, they don't need to go to work, so they'll eat, they'll eat a breakfast then. They can eat earlier than everybody else needs to get their day going already. What the food? Food, I don't live to eat. I eat to live. So you go out, you wake up, you, you go to work, and then you're not eating right away. But people who just, uh, you know, they inherited wealth. They don't need to go to work. They eat the third hour. Revius Michael Poyle. The fourth hour, that's when workers eat. You already started your day. You got to add fuel to your body. All right? Your body's going to get weak if you don't eat, you know, uh, by, by the fourth hour. Chamish is Michael to me the fifth hour is when to me the chum meat. Shish is Michael Kolodim. The sixth hour, all of humanity has eaten. Vomer of Papa, Ravius Mansu Dos Lakoli. Papa says everybody eats by the fourth hour. Uh, so Gemara says, Ella Epuch. Yeah, really, it's Ravius Michael Kolodim. By the, the fourth hour is when your average person is going to eat. Chamish is Michael Kolodim. The fifth hour is when workers take a break to, to sit down and eat. Shish is Michael to me the chum. And the sixth hour is when Tomidech Chachamim eat. All right, so they eat. Uh, they eat later on. Now this is talking about. Um, in general, in general. Mikan ve'eluch kizarek eben lachemas. If you wait till afterwards, it's like putting a stone into a chemas. Okay. A chemas is like a, a uh, some sort of of uh, bucket, meaning it's not healthy. Rashi explains, it's not healthy to wait so long to eat. A person should have fuel in their body, food in their belly before the sixth hour. Omar Abayi, the only times food of the sixth hour is not healthy for you, that's when you haven't eaten anything yet. But if you've already eaten, less lumba. All right, so you you know you grab a coffee, grab a fruit, and then you have your meal by the sixth hour. There's no issue with that. There's no issue with that, and uh, that's going to be healthy. Okay. Now, Amar Ravashi. Ravashi says, The same machlekes about edus is the same machlekes as chametz. Like we've been trying to connect this entire, I shouldn't say the entire daf, but on Amar The machlekes about Rav Meir and Rav Yehuda and our Mishnah about the Saibs Manachila, when you stop eating, is is very much connected to the mistake that you're that uh, a witness of a capital uh, of a murder is permitted to make. Tamar says Pshita, yeah, Hainu Hachdarmina. That's the whole Amar Aleph. What's your point? What's your point? Yeah, we connected those two discussions. Tamar answers, Hakamashmalan. The Chiddush is Shinuye Deshaninan Shinuye. Who that uh, all of the answers that we gave were actually true, and don't say that it remains a machlekes tanaim. We thought it was a machlekes tanaim. This whole thing with the uh, the how far of a mistake a witness makes, and uh, ultimately we said that the chum were concerned to move it earlier because of we're dealing with the masses of Klal Yisrael as opposed to just individual witnesses. And when you're dealing with the masses, you need to be extra machmer. That's the aside here. Again, just to put this all in a nutshell. Rav Ashi just said, just to make this just straight, 
Ravashi says the machoikas of chametz is the same machoikas as murder. The Gemara says, yeah, we know that is Ahmad Aleph. Ask the Gemara, no. No. It's important for me to tell you this. You know why? Because I might think the hours are different. There's an additional hour that Rav Meir and Rav Yehuda give that you need to move an additional hour earlier more than the hour that, they, that they're focusing on when it comes to an aid. So it's really not the same exact machaikas. Except that we said, no, it is the same thing. I each one's an hour more. Okay, that's because when you're dealing with a court, Adam are, are uh, more careful about the times. When you're dealing with the masses, you need to add on. That teretz, that answer is an emesdika answer, in that it is the same achoikas, but we're just being extra machmir by chometz, and memela, uh, and memela, that's why it's necessary to say that. Period. Omar of Simi Barashi, Rashim Barashi says, Lishon This whole halacha about, about the ability to be off by a certain amount of minutes or hour for a witness, that's only about the hours of the day. We do some potatoes. If one guy says it's the second hour, one guy says it's the third hour, all right. But if one guy says it happened 5 a.m. and somebody else says it happened 7 a.m. after sunrise, the whole thing gets knocked out. Sigmar says, pshita, yeah. I mean, there's a big difference between dark and light, right? Pshita. Chiddush here is, even if somebody says it was before nets, Somebody else says it was while the sun was rising, even then, a dusim betela. Says the Gemara, Hanami Pshita. Hanami Pshita. That's also simple. Because people notice not only the sun's rays, but the sun. Gemara says, no, it's not so simple. Because Mahudatema, I would have thought, that really both witnesses, the one that said it was before Netzachama, and the one that says that the murder happened during Netzachama, really meant the same thing. And this, that the witness said, now we turn to tomorrow's da'af, that the murder happened uh, during Netzachama, that's That's what he meant was that it was, it was at the light of sunrise. Not that I actually saw the sun, I saw the light. He saw the rays. He lets us know that no, people don't call the sun's rays already daytime, and they deal, people are familiar with the actual sun, and therefore if one person says that the murder happened prior to Netzachama, and another person says that it, the murder happened during Netzachama, that also is enough of a discrepancy to nullify their testimony. Alright, that takes us up till tomorrow's daf, we're up to daf Yud Gimel Amar Aleph, the second line, Amr of Nachman, and Be'ezus Hashem, we will pick up from uh, from Yigil Amr Aleph.